Welcome. Please wait while we verify your identification. Access granted. Welcome to WolfNet. Transmitting from the most inner sphere to the deepest of periphery, you are listening to WolfNet Radio Podcast. I'll be your host tonight, Matthew Bloodbath Barons. Tonight, joining me, co-host will be Aaron the Coach Krull. Welcome to the show again. Hola. My God, what was that? That was not me. I adjusted my microphone. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> adjusted your microphone, meaning like you swallowed it whole and then tr- decided to swallow? So it was a twofer? Two-dogger. Yeah, it, two. yeah. it was a two-dogger. I don't appreciate that. Definitely, I don't appreciate, he definitely got all of it. I don't appreciate the fat jokes. Speaking of two-doggers, my brother and I used to go uh, uh, walleye fishing. We'd call it do, uh, uh, two-dogger when we throw on a double minnow. So speaking of a two-dogger minnow, oh, Jesus. welcome to the show. Uh, all the way coming down from uh, Minnesota, Mr. Andrew the Minnow Crawl. Good evening. <laughs> and as always, trying to run a fast clan mech. Tommy, Silent Sea Raven Kruger, welcome back to the show. Hey, welcome back. I'm back without that pesky, loud thing on the jigger. That heat sink of rust. The heat sink of rust is uh, almost halfway retired. I still need to pull data off of it, but. Oh, the hard drive isn't shot yet? Not yet. <laughs> All right, this evening, let's go and get started with the uh, epic events that we had with battles recently. I believe we had a uh, a demo the other the other week. Yeah, I was uh, I was down <clears throat> in your guys' neck of the woods for <clears throat> excuse me Memorial Weekend, and whenever I come down, we always try and get a game in, and um, since we're all Dragoon fans that put together a little, a little game against uh, uh, Barrieth. We tried to kill Barrieth, and surprisingly, it uh, just kind of turned into a bloodbath. <laughs> so, yeah. when I walk into the store and I see Andrew standing there and and setting up copious amounts of mechs, and I thought to myself, this should be a pretty good a pretty good evening. And uh, it, it sure, certainly was true, because I, I, I think we rolled dice a ton that night, just to get started. It was, it, it, it played really, really well. I mean, balance-wise, Alpha Strike, you, <laughs> when the forces are balanced, really depending, um, total annihilation happened. Um, which wasn't necessarily the uh, intent, but I think everybody had a good time at the table, and at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. So I couldn't get out my dice fast enough. I was searching through uh, cases, and, and there were already open cases on the table that I had that I, I couldn't remember which ones were mine, so it was grab and, and go. Well, certain somebody could have left their dice at home. <clears throat> Good lord! Who left their dice at home? So oh, no, 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 legit. No. Wished, no, to, oh my god, Tommy! He would have left his dice at home. Oh my god! Oh my god! I've never seen a guy roll more elevens and twelves in a game 
than I think it was the neon green that did it. Oh my god. The neon green and the black were definitely the worst culprits of all of them. But like even his pink ones were rolling freaking eleven. I've never I that was the first Alpha Strike game where there were multiple head hits. <laughs> I mean there was four or five headshots. And guess who all got him? <laughs> wah wah. You know it. Your your lovable co-host coach got all of the head hits. Three of my mechs got head hitted. Yeah, Hashtag I mean, not fair. I'd, I'd like to say that uh, that I feel for you, but uh, I, I'm kind of glad that you guys were going against Matt during that time. Because uh, growing up, he would always get us every single time. Oh, oh no, no, no. Like, this was oh, Matt, Matt, uh, uh, Matt and Aaron were uh, playing the Widows against Craig, and Craig just head-capped everybody. <laughs> I think I think he got a new nickname. Is it, he got a new uh, a new call sign? Was it Captain Eleven? Eleven Cs. Eleven Cs. I couldn't do that on a good day. It was impressive. I, I was I was glad that he was. I mean, you had Aaron and myself on one side with the. Wall Street goons. You had uh, Andrew GMing, and you had uh, you had Mr. White running the table from one end like a like a craps table, like the casino. You know, just high rolling. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys had fun, and I I needed to do a little better job of uh, objectives. They were a little weak, but at the end of the day, everybody had fun and. and Craig got a chance to play some more Alpha Strike, so win, you know that brings win, up win. a that brings up a good uh, alibi. I like alibis because uh, they come out of nowhere. Segway, so, you mean? Objectives. I like objectives. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Ab- objectives and battle play is something that people are really getting into for. A little bit of mix and spice and that has really energized some of the gameplay where it starts to get kind of uh, dry and drawn out what are your thoughts on that uh, well I mean I've I've been playing for 20 years and you know Battletech for the most part has, has really just been a last mech standing and with Alpha Strike my experiences has been, you know, if the forces are, are extremely even, um, and I th- we've we've played this many times to prove this out that it really does come down to last max standing. I mean, to the death. It's it, without fail almost. Because um, nobody wants to give in. Nobody wants to run away and say, "Oh, I've taken a critical hit. I I need to go back." And of course, we have not we have not really played with forced withdrawal rules or anything like that. So, um, uh, some of us have in the past, which kind of worked with uh, campaigns. We ran some of our Alpha Strike campaigns uh, back in the day. That was uh, sort of a thing, and it really turned the tides, especially when, oh, I just lost a whole arm and a torso. Oh, well, now I'm down one. One mech. Oh, I'm Alpha. down two mechs. You said Alpha oh. Strike or, or Battletech? Well, I mean, in, in conjunction with, say, 
maybe figuratively speaking, instead of classic where you lose a limb or a torso, an alpha strike it would be, I lost all my armor and I'm hitting like half my structure. I mean, once you start di dipping into that structure line, it's like, oh, where's that, where's that idea where you should be getting out of dodge and, and just trying to salvage what you can left of it. And I think we kind of went with half of our structure. Once you once you went over the threshold of half your structure, or even sometimes into the structure, and you started losing like half your mobility, or depending on uh, if it's like an engine hit, like you're done. And that was kind of fun to play with. And it was a little bit different. Which is which is interesting because you know when you read the lore and you go with the history and the storyline. Yes. You know, very rarely would you hang into the end. <laughs> I mean, the, in in the lore, when they talk about a massive battle, there's a, a real ebb and flow where we're making a really strong push. Whether we succeed or we don't, everything gets pulled back. We rearm, we re rearmor, reammo, and you know, try another avenue or or hit the meat grinder again. Um, in tabletop games without playing those force withdrawals rules, which I think is the reason why they were kind of put in to give some of that flavor. You know, <laughs> you're throwing, I mean, if you were actually sit down and look at the amount of sea bills thrown away in a, oh, in yeah. a battle, it's astronomical. And depending upon, you know, what era you were playing, to try and replace that, <laughs> you couldn't. Stop, it, stop eating the microphone. In a lot of ways, you couldn't. That wasn't me. I was talking, so. No, I, uh, when I was making those campaigns uh, last year, that's something I always liked. When when I'd hit, when being the uh, opposing forces, anytime anybody would get into the, the structure, I would pull them back because I knew that the next game's was going to use the same mechs or or the same uh, forces that was uh, used when we uh, bid the uh, scenario. So, you know, when you know that, oh, crap, I got two lights left and, and you're, you're making a final push, you kind of want to keep some of the, those mechs upright. That way you could at least use them. So I like the force withdrawal rules yeah you really start to uh, re-strategize and take like a what they call it a, a battlefield pause where it's like hey we're losing it on the left flank we need to push left and, and re reinforce or we're, we're gonna lose the left we need to focus on just maintaining you know everybody online and you know shift fire left and just hold hold what you can and I love that strategy of you know, this, this could really turn bad. And what are you going to do to either circumvent or hold off what you can? So to that, I guess, in the game that we played this last weekend, or over Memorial Weekend, yes. was that table big enough where Light Mechs made it, had a role? Because, you know, in Classic, when you play Classic... When you're limited to a map sheet or two, or even, you know, maybe four, but there really isn't a way to effectively use light mechs. 
Um, they're more basically just cannon fodder most of the time. And I'm right. curious as to, you know, your take when we play Alpha Strike. When we, you know, we usually try and play on a f- at least 4 by 8 if not bigger. Um, is that big enough on a company-company battle where lights can make a difference? I, I think, I think um, it, sometimes you think it, it needs to be bigger, but as long as you got at least a good, uh, if you could both start on each, each side of a 4 by 8 sheet and not have to fire, don't get the chance to fire with the longest possible shots, I think that is still ideal. Uh, yeah, if it, if it takes you a couple turns to actually get engaged at long range, I think I think you've got some good distance. Well, now, I mean, now I'm I'm thinking also about I mean that's the thinking about the length, you know, eight foot. You know, your four foot width may not be enough to maneuver on the flanks because some battles are would would be more like eight feet wide and four feet long. Thinking of yeah, maybe we are already within range. And we have super wide flanks for maneuverability for um, left and right. How did you guys, how, how did you feel the off-board movement with your light lance? How did that play for you guys? Coach. I don't know, Coach, if, I don't know, if, I don't know if he's back. He had a kid time oh. out. Kid break. <laughs> so, um, what I noticed... And I'll let him chime in when he gets back, because uh, he had he had firsthand accounts of his uh, his light mech uh, reconning and uh, taking a hammer to the face <laughs> uh, after they kind of juked and jived a little bit around some smaller level ones and twos. I I think that I I, I noticed that when he had that motivation to jump in there, get some recon, you know, try and uh, get that movement of sucking like a few of those um, lighter mechs that were reconning on the other side, you know, suck them out towards one of our choke points um, or towards some of our uh, terrain we could use as cover. The time it took to get that to react and the time it took to utilize the off-board movement effectively and down to the exact moment where you needed it, we didn't have that experience. So our off-board movement was behind, certainly by one, two turns, I would say, where we thought we were going to be close and uh, kind of estimated where we would be on the board with distance relative to turn play. Uh, associated with the other distance the other mechs were moving. Uh, but we were off, uh, I think, by one or two turns. I think, I think we're short. I think the next time, if we do do something like that, especially if it's a light lance like it was, I think we'll, we'll play it with sprinting rules for off-board movement. Yeah, focus. To, focus on sprint. To just give it give them the opportunity to cover more ground because I think you guys went six rounds 
Yeah, something like that. At least a half a dozen for sure. If not, yeah, six or seven. So and we were still like one or two short from being yeah. exactly where we wanted yeah. to be. So maybe next so, time we'll try that, and we'll just make that. It was still kind of effective because we still brought in another lance at a key moment where we started to have one, two mechs go down and have trouble getting um, jockeying position. And that lance came in from the right flank where we wanted it uh, in between some buildings and uh, level one, level twos. And we, we, we you know, reinforced that right side where it was kind of heavy. And um, it did what we what we wanted to do was reinforce and take some pressure off that right side because the left side was pretty light and that was a bad choke point where you know nobody really wanted to be so reading those terrain features is is a lot of fun and it's key to uh, board movement reading terrain features understanding how your units move within and around or get bogged down and, and get uh, on top of each other and then also your weapon systems Okay. Well, no, those are good, good comments, good questions. Uh oh. He's uh, got a child that's freaking out. I don't know if he'll be back here in time. We'll probably need to move, move forward. Well, we can move forward. All right. Let's do that. Um, let's go ahead and move on to next topic. Um, did we want to talk about new BattleTech turn-based computer game versus tabletop? Uh, I think I'm going to hold off on that. And all right, we'll save that. Uh, what I'd like to do actually is set um, up, wanna, why don't we? Do you want to edit that? I want to set up a game with you this week. Okay. We'll go through it, take some notes again, and then come back and do a, a short segment on that. Um, I guess what I will say to that is, I would be very interested to hear from the listeners. Um, <clears throat> yes. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna craft more, but I'm just gonna throw this out. Um, I I being a tabletop player, notice and appreciate what harebrained scheme what harebrained schemes did for the video game in really getting the, a tabletop feel to the game to a point. Um, I did my first multiplayer this weekend. Um, I have some thoughts there, and I guess I'm curious as to being a tabletop player going to the video game. I appreciate that. My concern, or where I have some, I think would be a, a fun discussion to have, is what are the expectation levels of people playing the video game and getting them to the tabletop? And what are the considerations that a person would want to be aware of in doing that? Because it's a very, very different way of doing games. I mean, tabletop games is, is a very, very social event. It's a very social... Um, there's, a, a, there's a huge social aspect of tabletop gaming that I don't think translates to video games as much. And with the player base that's out there now, um, I think some of that is lost, and I don't want, I don't know, I just, I got a lot of things rolling around in my head about it, and I'd, I want to do a segment on it, but I don't want to get too far into it now, so I'll dial back. Sounds like a good topic to run through. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do some more, uh, 
some more process and brainstorming on that. It's just, it, after playing the multiplayer this weekend, it, it got me thinking about a lot of different things, and I'd like to I'd like to go through a game with us as a, you know, play each other, take some notes, and come back and do maybe a whole segment on it about, you know, video game versus tabletop and differences and how to transition between the two. So You want, you want to do a time study on both? I wouldn't. <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily a time study because, quite frankly, yeah, not that the, serious. The video game. The video game. I was really surprised. Took a lot longer than I had anticipated it, which was really? which was a surprise to me. So, all that clicking. It was, and we had a minute time limit on your move and shoot. So, it was. Oh, but there's there's so many options. It, do you, Do you think that? I mean, not to get ahead, but. Do you think that some of those multiple options of where you can move gets gets all the way back to classic again, where you have yes. all these hexes? Or yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's instead of just shooting the tape measure and I'm going here. It's done. it's one of those things where if you you're you're kind of distracted by all the movement and the the you know just the cinematic of the game that you're the not flare. that you're not thinking like on the tabletop right when I'm playing tabletop. I am a move ahead, and I know when I'm shooting on every mech before we get to the shooting phase because I've already calculated all my two hits across the board, right? See, that's kind of scary to me. I don't quite do the calculations, but I'm at least looking for moves and targets. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you, Andrew. I, uh, when I'm playing tabletop, I like you said... You're a few steps ahead. Figure out. All right. Can I? Uh, if I if I move here, can I still fire three quarters of my weapons, or do I want to get closer and save that uh, the big guy for the last, or something like that, or save some ammo? Um, on the uh... is that an entropy, entropy based warfare? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Down to my last last block of missiles. I want to get up close and freaking use the one shot on you or something. Like a war dog. All right, let's let's table that one because I I I really think that if if there's a podcast or a conversation that we're gonna have shortly, I really think <laughs> that one could. There's a lot of really interesting dynamics in that oh, yeah. conversation, I think, um, really towards Catalyst trying to use the, the, the video game release as a springboard to get new players to the table, and I have my concerns as to how to manage that expectation, because it's, it's very different. Yeah, who knows, maybe it'll revert them back to tabletop. Being faster. We'll see, right? Anyways, moving along. Here's a fun topic for you, Andrew. Uh-oh. You're going to like this. Uh-oh. Did, did you look at any show notes? I'm looking at them. I don't know which one What's, we're on. Or which one um, we're going to do. Is, is being a gracious player oh. uh, for an opponent the best? For me, or would you rather, or would you rather have the opponent that's across from you that's just like all sneery eyed and hating his dice and 
he's tired and he wants to go home. I think. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I think the best. Go ahead. I think the best kind of topic title would be like, "Don't be a dick," when you're playing BattleTech. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, uh, I would. I kind of try and translate that to just about any game I, I play at this point. I, oh, yeah. I'm busy. I mean, I got I got two kids. I coach, um, a full time job, fifty sixty hours a week. When I get a chance to roll dice, man, I want to have fun. I don't want to argue about rules. I don't want to get bogged down about a conversation of do I have partial cover or not, or I mean. <clears throat> Right, wrong, or otherwise, I have the last three, four years. Um, if somebody comes up and has an issue, and we're, you know, everybody's on the same page as far as the rules go, we're not questioning the rules, we're questioning terrain, or we're questioning line of sight, or whatever. I'll have the person roll 1d6, odd yes, even no, just because I, I don't want to have the conversation. We're playing a game of chance. Let chance decide. And I'm okay with whatever the outcome is because I, <laughs> I, I would game. I'd rather play than argue. So yeah, after seeing like several cases of that through like um, some things at Gen Con where you've got you know five, six, seven people arguing over a rule, or you know they're they're not even a, they're not even a judge they're just sideliners and they're they're complaining about it it's like let's just move on and, and get it over with um, or or even um, the other day I was looking through some some text on sarna.net um, and I love that website and um, it it had a, a quote saying uh, like or someone had a quote listed of like their two prerogatives the first one is just have fun. Don't don't lose sight of having fun and, and playing the fun and game. The, it, sh- it should be fun. And uh, I forget what the second one was, but that, that stuck out to me the most of, you know, have fun. Don't just get all too serious. And we all know I can get a little too serious too, but just have having fun is, is, the, is the key point. And I guess, you know, to that, my struggle has been, and I mean, I've we've been to game conventions where I've run into an individual who is <laughs> who is is very call him a rules lawyer, or wants to question, second guess, or just start a conversation about every nuance on the table, and I I try and balance. The, the conversation because for some people that is the game and I have a I have a hard time remembering that that to some people that is the enjoyment of the game for them personally I don't understand that but um, yeah it's it, as a GM when you're running games at a convention trying to one get ahead of that and then having to try and manage that in a game with other people who don't know each other or you have three or four people who do know each other who are inside jokes inside conversation that may be interpreted the wrong way by others um 
yeah, it's <laughs> ran into all kinds of things with that regard. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said earlier, it may not be the most couth way to say it, but don't be a dick is, is a pretty good, you know, game tag. Does it say, hey, when you come to the table, don't be a dick. People are here to try and have fun. And you want to argue about the rules, that's one thing. Playing the game the right way, absolutely. But we're here to have fun. We're not here to stick our nose in a book for 20 minutes every five minutes to try and answer yeah. to answer a, that can a be a drag or whatever um and yeah that's just like some of the things i ran into in, in life of that we always had a quote of you know you can be going through some of the best of the worst situations you could ever have but it, even if it's the fun things you know as long as you make a decision and stick with it you know let it play you know I'd rather have us make the, the the wrong call or the wrong decision and still have fun and fix it later than to and that's you know, and that not not make a, a decision and just be uh, sulking or or I'd rather make a decision and, and be okay kind of with it or not than not make a decision or not not try and compromise and that's and that's always where oh shit I lost what the hell I was gonna say God damn it. Um, well, for one, <laughs> one thing, glad <laughs> hey. to be back again. <clears throat> Hi, Sorry. Hi, Coach. Wow. Kids, man. Kids. Did you wash your hands? Uh, yeah, I washed my hands. Um, <laughs> but along the same lines as, as don't be a dick, it's like, especially if you're in a multiplayer game, and say there's like three or four people at the same table, and they're all like, so I have to sit here and wait for you two to look up a rule while I sit here and just kind of twiddle my thumbs and go la di da di da And it just ruins the entire experience for everyone, not only just the person that's, um, you know, wants to get the rules right. I get you want to get the rules right, but don't do it at the expense of other people's enjoyment, I guess is, is what I usually try to say. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand up and take the foul on that too, because I mean we're all human, and I've I've done that too, and it, you, you really learn when someone well, says like, "Hey, what are we doing?" Like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." <laughs> well, and 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 that makes I sense. found I rem- okay, so don't let, don't let me lose this. I found where I was gonna go. The problem that that I have direction that or the, the problem that I see is you have people, you have some individuals who this is a game and a game is meant to be won, right? And the fact that it's a game of chance, you, if you're playing it from the pure perspective of winning, you have to play those chances 100% correct if you're going to win the game, right? Yeah, it might and, actually disturb them that they actually have to play. And and if and if you if you take the opportunity for a chance away, meaning you make the wrong call or you interpret a rule differently than what they had expected or anticipated, it's it, it's like the a, a player can't get past that. It's not, it's, this is a game, there are rules, I know how to either, I know how to play by them or I know how to manipulate them. Uh. And now my world has been thrown off because... I didn't get to do what I wanted, or 
the framework that I was operating in didn't it, it's it, it's a very interesting thing when that happens because life isn't that way right we're playing a war game war is not scripted <laughs> you, oh, you know oh, what I mean war is war is one of the most chaotic uncontrolled things you could ever and that's ever and, that, and, the, and, and for people to and I'm in a technology field and it always drives me bananas and I cannot understand how people in the technology world are some of the most adverse to change people when <laughs> they're in the tech field and tech changes every three to six months but to, to have that change happen and try and move forward with it, man, I got people that have dug their heels in so hard on some of the weirdest stuff. And are you gonna Are you gonna have one of those comments of, of someone saying like, "I'm not gonna tell you what to change, but here's what you need to change"? It's well, <laughs> I, I, just to translate to the game. I mean, if you've got a guy that that you know the framework of what they've expected changes, because I've had this happen, made a call. You know, something happened, made a call, and they completely disagreed with it. They saw it from a totally different viewpoint, and I made a call, and it, like, ruined the rest of the game for them and the people around them because they just they couldn't mentally get past that. And or I, guess, I guess one of the questions we have to ask, is Battletech a game that is, like, very important that you win or is it more of the experience you get out of it i mean I'm i sure. know we're i know where we're gonna fall down upon it i'm but... sure that's a personal question that is yeah. all over the board for people i could say 50 50 mean, for anybody there's there's really no tournament structure out there there's really no i mean it's i would not compete i would not consider battletech either classic or alpha strike a competitive game no, there's almost too much chance. You almost have to have like a there's, meta. <laughs> there's way too much chance to the game to be. I mean, you can be good at it, but I don't think. I don't think there's. I mean, there's skill in tactics and strategy, but there's skill in tactics in, and use in strategy and using your mech in an efficient manner. Meaning, I'm not going to take an archer and go close assault a hunchback. You know what I mean? Um, Correct. Well, you might if you're up against the Warhammer. But what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get across is it's two d six. There's a lot of variance in a two d six. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which you know this is it's an interesting thing. I was I was down to Max's this weekend and we were talking about, um, you know the his call sign, uh, Medron Pride. Ooh. Yeah, he's fancy old school. He's been like he's been playing the game as long as I have, if not longer. Anyway, we started talking about the future of Battletech and how are things going to move forward and what we would like to see. And, you know, he's he's a proponent, and I, I, I kind of got to get behind him a little bit to go back to, you know, 3025 when there were 26 chassis and 20, 25 weapon systems. And that was the pool that you got to pick from. And that might change your and I, that might change your variables to. And I think know, if have, you were going to bring it up a tournament. And that and that's and that's exactly where we were going with is that yeah. if you took if you took the 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 unit base and brought it down a little bit and and say the tech base is 
uh, Republic of the Spear, right? It, it's it's better than Clan, if you will. So, in a tournament setting, we have tournament rules. Right now, we have tournament rules that are uh, associated to the rule set. But you know, to move forward into a competitive arena, the variance of units course at the same time i mean when you look at alpha strike and you look at all of the 65 ton 70 ton mechs that are out there how much variance in weapons you know it short medium and long do they have well even even every chassis has several so you're looking at thousands so you know to get to a competitive scene i really think I, I just I don't know how you do it and make it competitive with the sheer number of units available. There would have to be it would have to be an objective based structure. And we've talked about that ourselves. You know, and we've talked about it. Yeah. And, and we are gonna we are gonna talk about it and expel on that probably next episode. We've got some ideas in the tank. Um, maybe let it flush out a little more before we bring it out to the masses, but. Uh, we are we are talking and, and putting together something that maybe maybe can benefit the whole community in uh, in having a tournament structure kind of like uh, what X Wing or Magic the Gathering or War Machine or forty you know, K. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I I said this at the last podcast. I think I reached out to Brent and to Ray when they came when it was announced that. Brent was taking over as a line developer and Ray was going to be an assistant, which are fantastic moves. Um, I don't know if I've met a, a guy who's more passionate than Brent Evans is when it comes to Battletech and seeing things. I mean, he that guy's intense, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I sent him an email right away and I said, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what you're going to do with the line and, and how things are going to move forward. And I, and I did let him know. I said, look, if you if we're going to get Battletech back on the map, if we're going to become a premier game again, we have to find a tournament, a, a way yes. to hold tournaments, a, a way to measure a, a player. So... Whether, you know, Catalyst comes up with something or whether the fan base comes up with something, I really think that is that is something that has to happen for Battletech to be successful again. That's I mean, anything, my, that's my personal to, opinion, but I, I really think that, that that has to happen. I think that's, that's, that's exactly what a lot of fans want. I mean, could you so, imagine if it was comparative to X-Wing where you got regional medals or or plaques I mean that would be phenomenal I think that would be so much fun to to take some time so Andrew did you, did you remember where you're gonna go where where am I going no I, I found it back man I, I, yeah I, that I, was it I covered it already oh you covered it yeah. okay all right yeah. gotcha okay cool it was it was um, the uh, um, it was when a player is so into the game and it doesn't go his way or the way he thinks oh. it's supposed that's where I was going and we covered it so we keep up man damn there you go I'm, I'm, I'm just here alright that's cool that's cool <laughs> it's not every day that I get to be the blank uh, blank chair or the empty chair in the room oh here we go 
The pink elephant. <laughs> the pink elephant. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, moving along. Uh, speaking of one of the last topics of Don't Be a Dick, that brings on our next topic. Oh, this is a whole topic? Yeah, well, yeah, that was the Don't Be a Dick. That was, yeah, we just finished that segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. So, do, do you remember um, how I got the blood bra uh, and blood bath call sign? Well, you got the blood bath call sign because of your master or your uh, blood name game. Yes. Where and, you guys and, just, like, stood at each other and just hammered on each other until there was nothing left, and... They literally well, had to make a calling. It it kind of ties in with the uh, the other topic I might uh, shoot up with this one, like how dare you give me a thirty one forty five participation <laughs> blister? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't piss our only one fan off, you know. He oh, likes I, the thirty one hundreds. Clan cheese lovers, I think, was the term. Hey, I believe you are lovers. correct. Shout out to Seneca, baby. Yes. The, that was the more funny. I, the more I, I look at the, at the blister um, and put it together finally, uh, the more I do actually want to find out something about it. But like we were talking, what was the blister? What'd you get? I don't even know the name. <laughs> what, he it's like know. a it's like a medium. Yeah, I'm completely clueless on anything past like thirty sixty seven or something like that or seventy five. So part of my um, one of my vices is, is getting out of the old and, and getting into like the the newer age of the thirty one forty five and such. And and it, it, it really drew my attention. I remembered that you know when I got certainly knocked out um, first round at Gen Con with the blood right. Um, <laughs> like oh here's your uh, here's your participation blister and I look at him like oh what I get what I get what I get I can't wait to see what I get what I get. What is this? <laughs> and was 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 it Jeremy? Who was it? Who was running the event that James. day? James. James. Sorry. James Olaf. Yes, James. James Olafen is always always running. James Olafen. And I've I've uh, sent him some emails too and about uh, some of the minis, and uh, he just looks at me like here he, he he earned it. I'm like I don't even know what this is, and he looks at me kind of like baffled, and I'm just like I'm kind of baffled too, and I'm like. What do I say? Like, thank you. <laughs> I, I need to say thank you, thank you. Like, I, I don't know what this is, and I don't even some, know if I want it. <laughs> but, before something else comes out of your mouth. Yes, yes. That's fantastic. But, <laughs> so it was one of those like, you know, foot and mouth kind of. What, don't what, don't be a jerk. What the hell am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what what tonnage it is. <laughs> So, uh, that was one of my goofs, definitely, of, like, what am I thinking? Always remember to thank your tournament organizers. Yes. It doesn't matter <laughs> how bad of a job they did. Don't be a dick. Wait till you go on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't be a dick <laughs> well, be a, and wait to broadcast it. <laughs> like a year later. Uh, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Mostly all that we say, if we are ragging on you, it is out of love and admiration. Um, that's kind of always, our humor. It's always so, out of love and admiration. <laughs> if they haven't been able to it, figure that out yet, then we need to do a better job. <laughs> Remember, we do need to do a better job. It, it, I know I do. It, it's the second one. We'll, we'll figure it out. 
if you don't get like a just kidding afterwards or something like that, then you know you really fucked up and we're really mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Don't go away, mad. Just, just, just go away. All right, fearless so, leader. So, what are we doing next? So, what's, so what's, getting back to the blood bra story. <laughs> so after, after the duking of head to head with a, a mad dog B and a, a mad cat H, um, it certainly came to a judge's decision because we we went to time after an hour and. I think I had one torso more open, but uh, yeah, that guy was missing like an arm, and part of his leg was messed up, and I think I, I hit him in the head a couple times, and just I thought I would, I thought it was kind of safe, but obviously kind of not. So uh, I guess that minimizing on the torso. So that brings up a question, right? So we we're talking about. You know, trying to come up with a, a tournament rule set. Yeah. Do you think how they evaluated your? You see where I'm going with that, right? Yes, I do. And I, I it's think got me thinking. I think it's real. I. I it, it's a really hard thing, right? I mean, it is. It is. It's w- not easy. When you start playing classic and you start looking at all the possibilities of how do you determine which is more damaged or not versus if we would have continued the game, I still had a you right. know, I still have a, a clan made PPC that it could be a head capper. What would have happened the next round? You know, <clears throat> that brings up an interesting conundrum that I think if you are talking about doing a tournament scene, how do Sometimes you how you do you have to be how do you determine so, destroyed? How do you determine crippled when it comes down to as close as what you had? I mean, you're it was very close. It was. I I think I out damaged. I mean, point for point, I think I out damaged uh, the opponent. But um, um, there was a time limit on that game, right? Yes, it's an well, hour. Well, you know, each round is an that's, hour. That's the and crappy I, part about having a time limit in a game like BattleTech. Well, I there disagree. Are a things that I learned. <clears throat> you know, I. I well, I that's learned the that one I, crappy part. And, um, yeah, but then you get slow player. You get uh, you get yeah. never ending. Yeah. I, I deal so with it in X Wing all the time, and yeah. it's just you can't have the game go the other way. Like you can't have it be untimed. They would take forever. Oh yeah, it would never end. Huh. Have you yeah. seen Have you seen Max try and move a light mech in BattleTech? Oh no! Oh god! Jesus! Oh. <laughs> Yeah. You feel you feel yourself aging. You, you you you're gonna gorilla the table and just throw the thing across the room. Would you just fucking move? It's, you have to get it, one of those. That, and that will happen multiple times in a game. Does it look like he's trying to aerate a pizza with his mech? He's just trying to get a maximum move modifier, which is what you got to do with a light mech. I get that. Yeah, but, but you have to do it. Jesus, you can't go around in circles, dude. He will move four, five, six, seven times trying to get uh, just. Max. It just comes down to Max fucking place the mech, okay? <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. And I will say that with him on the podcast. He's fully aware of what's going on. <laughs> I'm not talking behind his back or trying to talk shit about him. He knows exactly what's going on. So, <clears throat> love you, Max. So that if could, you listen, Max, I love you, almost, man. That could be almost taken as, like, kind of like, you know, as long as you make a decision. Even if it's the wrong move, at least make a decision and hurry up. <laughs> 
just got to keep the game moving. I mean, yeah. And yeah, it's conversation for another 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 episode. So so the the basically the gist of that was it turned into a bloodbath when cuz you kept rolling up asking uh James. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, hey man, how'd it go? Oh, it was a bloodbath. Blood bro. Blood bra. Blood bra. And then, then you were so distraught that you couldn't say blood bath, so you, you just came you out couldn't. as blood bra. No, he was so distraught because he got a mech that he didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the hell am Maybe I supposed that's... to do with this? I remember <laughs> leaving that, looking at it, and you're just, you were almost cross-eyed looking at it like, what the shit is this? It was, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, someone who thought they had some experience and knowledge and they were flabbergasted at what is this? <laughs> You're never done that. learning in Battletech. It's true. It's well, true. there are what? Thousand how many how many thousands of units and variants are there? And, and you give me crap for trying to decide on one. <laughs> oh oh no. He is justified <laughs> in that. This just because you keep on throwing another one out there. Do we even, Matt, do we even want to start talking about you and mech selection? Because Maybe. this this Masters, in, funny. this Masters and Minions game, dude, seriously, you're killing me, Smalls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's so many good, there's so many good mechs. There's so many good mechs. Oh, you're killing me. I would say you've legitimately gone through at least probably a third of them. E no. Easily. I'd say a tenth. Like, when I look at my messenger board and it says 99 plus, I'm like, oh, that's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt had free time today. He's choosing a mech again. <laughs> Kids must be sick. Matt, Matt's on the messenger during the weekend. Dear Lord, take the TRO away from him. Take the TRO away from him. Yeah. That's why I love uh, some of the new apps like the, the Mech Factory. Now, how how there is not a BattleTech app out there? I just don't understand. <laughs> well, there, dude, I mean, not dude, not a name. Do but... not get me started on the IT side of Catalyst. Okay, I have... oh no, I'm not talking about Catalyst. This this screams third party. <laughs> I have gone well, out of a, my way to try to that. Fix uh... that. <clears throat> yeah, there's the Mech Factory app. That's about as close as you can get for TROs and such on your on your phone. Believe me, I know that. If you put out a good app out there, you can start a Patreon, and you, like BattleTech fans, maybe might pay for it. I don't know. Well, this one's maybe. free. Oh yeah. Yes, if that was an app, that would be fantastic. But anyway, hey, just heads up to all you hey, listeners out hey, there. Hey, let's you've got let's the... just get a new box set out so we can get new players first, and then let's worry ah. about the fun shit later. You think, I don't. You think we can beat them? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we could. The race is on. New app or new Battletech box. Oh, my God. Really? And oh, go. Time out. Do you re really? You want to do this? I'll make a couple of calls tomorrow. Hey, I'll, we could start a poll on it. Wolf, Wolfnet Radio. First? Wolfnet Radio uh, uh, Bounty. Box set. Bounty? I'm not putting it. I, I got I got beer, pizza, and scotch for my my programmers. You that's get, that's you how get, we work. <laughs> you get a signed box by everyone at the Wolfnet Radio podcast. And the th the thing is, I know that 
through the Battletech community, there are a lot of a lot of smart guys out there and ladies. Oh, and yeah. and you know, if we pulled together and wanted to do something, it just would take somebody to lead the charge and, and get it done. I know we could get that done. So and that's, well, that's and that's and that's one of the beauties that I I, I also think of. It, it's it's a it's a very very huge positive for BattleTech, and at the same time, it, it possibly could be a negative in that the community is so involved, or or segments of the community are so involved, and I think that's a great thing that the players are are having an impact in. You know, Alpha Strike came about because of the players. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I know about it. Um, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're, we're not doing that. Um, strate- nope, not yet. Strategic Ops came out, and the Quick Strike rules were were in Strategic Ops, and the fan base loved that game play um, so much that you know we our voices were heard. Thank you, Catalyst, for for. Uh, producing Alpha Strike, um, and that's you know, very very short story. That's that's how Alpha Strike came to be. Is they put out a, a, a Battle Force uh, replacement called Quick Strike, and the fan base loved it so much. We demanded a new rule set for for that, and Alpha Strike was born. So um, awesome. I mean, that's there are times where we are heard and. You know, things are things are done. So it, it's that's fun to see and, and good to know that people are listening. So next topic. Otherwise, you're gonna get me going. <laughs> yeah, let's move forward. We're gonna get you going, do we? <laughs> Matt, move forward, please. No. <laughs> so tell me more about the strained heat sink, Tommy. Oh man, <laughs> computer was so loud. Crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like you should apologize if you haven't already to our all of our listeners. I apologized on the other episode that you haven't made yet. <laughs> no, okay, I don't. I got it. Go. It's edited. It's going to go up tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay. So uh, has any, have we included in everyone what we're doing with that? No, no I haven't. No, we, have, we have not talked about that. I think we should sure. do a pro- programming sharing thing here. Yes. We, we, you Unless want me you want to, to do save it? that for I the know. end? I started a small segment um, about tactics, and uh, the first episode is uh, just me talking about uh, engagement ranges, and it's not too long. It's only like 15 minutes long, really. I cut it to about 15 minutes flat. Oh, that's pretty good. I took out all of your uhs, ums, you know what I means. Very very uh, long yeah. pauses. <laughs> I, uh, Fifteen minutes. That's a pretty good segment. See, yeah. The um, I, I talked about how you have to, uh, and it's mostly about classic because you get more of a detail in the mech uh, uh, weapon uh, engagement ranges and stuff like that. But the. Uh, what I pretty much talked about is what everybody feels more comfortable with. If your mech is a, uh, has two gauze rifles, why in the God's name are you only five hexes away from your mech? <laughs> um, 
don't don't do that. Don't yeah, the vi- don't do that. The video that. game encourages physical attacks. I, I know that. It, it's... Is it better penetration? Hey, it's... this is this is a family show, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you've sure censored yourself to a family show. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Jesus, but, better, better, better I uh, I pretty much said that in, in my personal opinion, of course, that my favorite uh, engagement range is uh, um, medium range is my favorite, and yeah. and making sure that you're at either at the max short range if you have a a good decent. Uh, mech that has good medium weaponry or uh at the max have the max uh range of of your medium distance and then that way it kicks over some people might have to engage you at a a long range so that's what the first episode's about I, i i will get into jumping which is my favorite uh tactic by far but i uh the first episodes on uh, range engagements. That was a good episode. So basically, what we're doing is we are doing um, a couple of. So each week we're going to try. Ultimate Radio. We're, we're going to try. Each, we're going to try. Yeah, let's not let's not make a hard uh, <laughs> promise. Hard promise. But um, one or two or most of us are going to try to do a 15-minute segment on something in the Battletech realm. Um, That way we are putting content out every week for you you guys. Um, And then we are going to try to stick to our... uh, We're going to try to, you know, really stick to our uh, two podcasts a week uh, for the hour show and then a 15-minute show every week. Uh, let's let's rephrase that. Two podcasts a month, right? Yeah, there okay. you go. That's what I meant to Whoa. say. Yeah, that would, that would have been steep. But um, anyway, it's basically so we can get you guys content every week. Um, and uh, if you guys have any questions or um, topics or anything for the 15-minute segments and or the hour and a half or whatever we're going to go for... Uh, please visit us on the Wolfnet Radio Podcast group page on Facebook. Um, join as a, as a friend and uh, chit-chat with us all the time. Uh, we always, somebody usually has the Facebook open, so uh, if you guys have any questions, we usually get back to you pretty quick. Hey, they can always email us too, you know. W- and you can always email us at... WRNP at WolfStragoons.com. Uh, shout out WNRP. Yep. Shout out to Neil for for contacting us. Um, love the emails. Uh, gone back and forth with with him. Um, liked your ideas. Hopefully we're we we've put a couple of those things into practice this week. So you know, so yes we have. <laughs> so who's seen who's seen the movie Private Parts with uh, Ron or Howard Stern? No. No. Oh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it and you'll understand. You're doing the call, call letters wrong. It's W-N-R-P. Oh, my God. It's W-N-R-P. <laughs> all right. For all you degenerates out there that watch that movie, you'll get it. Degenerates, I like it. Or if you're trying to be a podcaster. <laughs> trying? I don't try at anything. Oh, don't shoot him. No. <laughs> do or do oh. not. Go away, go away. But, yeah, uh, on the other note, my... Uh... I did end up finally building my uh, 
my desktop PC. So um, it looks nice. Yeah, I uh, I bit the bullet, bought a really good graphics card. Um, and, What'd you uh, buy? So I got a 1080 Ti. 1080 Ti. Yep. You can get 55 mega hashes a second doing Ethereum mining on that when you're not using it. Oh, what? Yeah, uh, it's another fucking tech thing. So, nerds, <laughs> nerd but, thing. Uh, I, got three, I got three miners in the basement, so. <laughs> you're the reason why those graphic cards are so expensive. Yes. Oh, damn it. I knew that was coming. I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> no, actually, I got a good deal on this one. Um,. I, uh, I've been scoping out a few, uh, websites to, uh, see where, uh, the best price I could get for, uh, for the graphics card. And I found one for seven fifty, and, uh. That's a pretty good price. Yeah, I thought so too. And that price only was good for a day, so. <laughs> I, so if I asked you to get me four, you couldn't get that done, huh? Let's see here. Four, four. I don't know about fur. Usually, but, uh, you can only buy one or two at a time. So, yeah. Let's see here. Wow, man, jiggling. Man, long now. My mute my, button. My glass was empty. Good I'm Lord. sorry. My glass was empty. Yeah, well, my ears are full of that noise too. It's just the ice in the you glass. You blasted it. It was just the ice in the glass. It's super loud. That's all right. Yeti will do that to you. Hey, I got yelled at it when I started podcasting, so I get to yell at you for it now. So I, I appreciate that. That's cool. It's it's reciprocal. Reciprocal. Mom, Mom Tana would be proud of me. <laughs> hey, all right, moving along. Yeah, I was gonna say fearless leader. about some more. What are we doing? Lore. We're gonna look at uh, House Hiritsu. Ah, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. How you pronounce that? House Hiritsu. Hiritsu. So we are looking at a did, did a he book? Dis, does he disappear or what do he do? What's going on? Is there yeah. is it two words? First well, first it's first a lot word. Of information. It's it rhymes with it's one word. Haritsu. H R I. We're looking at a house that uh, Sun Tzu got started into. Or not Sun Tzu. Not Sun Tzu. Error Song. Sorry. Eris Sung got started into um, as a younger kid, um, and I really enjoyed um, Binding Force and reading the the novel of the start of that story with um, their on-world attacking battles and the inner squabbles they had of, of trying to get House Ritsu back online when it covers when it covers another. Um, uh, series um, with uh, Sun Tzu. So one of the one of the storylines was Arasung has to basically take a bridge, and he ends up getting um, jump jets knocked out, and ends up falling over the bridge and landing in the river. And I, I couldn't help but just get uh, sucked into this. Uh, realistic world of how would you try and pilot a wraith underneath water and he basically comes to knocked unconscious and comes to finding himself face first 
into the bottom of this river with his view screen completely blacked out with mud and not sure how much oxygen he has left and that just captivated me into the storyline and I really wanted to touch base on um, some of the tactics they used where he realizes that oh this this disadvantage of being knocked out out of the fight you know three hours after they had tried to take um, one of the other house locations and he suddenly realizes why didn't we try and just walk through the river and come right up on their back doorstep? Like, like what an opportunity where one, you know, 90% fully capable mech or 90% capable mech comes out of the water line and basically just starts wreaking havoc. And then also the uh, infantry tactics he would use um, outside of his mech, you know, having to recon a little bit before he just, you know, sends his mech like a kraken out of the out of the waves onto the shoreline and obviously he would get you know pummeled by several enemy mechs you so know, well turning, I his, will, turn, I, turning his mech inside of a, basically into a, a water bell by turning it uh, on its back Oh yeah. And trying to get the trying to get the cockpit to pressurize equally so he could just basically dive bell out of out of the cockpit. Who and wrote that? On a marker. Who uh, wrote that book? It was uh, Coleman. Lauren, Lauren Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wonder how they come up with weird stuff like this. I actually had a conversation with um, Stackpole in I believe it was the blood of Kransky or what was the, there was a book where Vlad this oh it was when um, Ulrich got killed by the pigeons um, <laughs> when they when they jumped him and Vlad was with him as as an escort in uh, Vander Tommy that was a poke at you Chitsu. I know I was, it, it went off my back <laughs> water like a duck right <laughs> anyway, so he was um, Mike Stackpole talked about when Vlad uh, regained consciousness in the cockpit and realized that his arm he had a, his forearm was broken and he needed to reset the bone so that he could you know do whatever. Um, Mike Stackpole's brother or brother-in-law is uh, a doctor and I couldn't remember if he was a military doctor or not but um, Stackpole talked about this scene that he read in, wrote in the book and he contacted his brother to talk about would this be possible oh, yeah. right about when Vlad set his arm by untying taking the shoelaces out of his boot and looping it around his wrist and looping it around the end of his boot and pulling or you know pushing with his leg to set that bone in his arm you know Mike said he he talked that through with it with you know his brother-in-law brother whatever for the doctor he said would that be possible and he, he made the comment the doc had told him he's like it's possible but the amount of pain that a person would go through to do that which again you know that story that he said that, that he told about trying to create that scene and write that portion of the story just added to me more 
to Vlad's character, right? That he was able to do that and, you know, continue to bring down, basically, you know, that's when they became the Jade Wolves and then he beat them in a trial of grievance and became Clan Wolf again. You know, that that whole thing, that's another conversation, but... Where he jumps up on the table and just kills him. It was, you know... Th- it was very fun to hear that conversation from Mike Stackpole about how he envisioned, created, and then validated that scene with with reality. It was that was a that was a neat conversation to have. So, yeah. Sorry, tangent. No, it's a good tangent. We like stories. So, carrying along this. Uh, mech breakdown for the corner. Wait, that's an edit. <laughs> Moving along with mech hanger breakdown. Radio edit. <laughs> so what we're looking at is a 55-ton medium mech that uh, is moving 7-11-7. That's got uh, one large pulse, two medium pulse. And uh, it's one of our favorite mechs to throw in apparently Masters and Minions because it keeps showing up. For those of you that don't understand 7-11-7 a movement of 11 is 118 kilometers an hour. For the mech warrior side. Yeah. And for Americans, that's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's Canadian. 80, 80 <laughs> miles. Seven hexes hey, walking. Aaron, we're going to be doing that in three weeks, right? Running. I know, I know. Seven two, hexes jumping. Two weeks. Two? It's in two weeks. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. What is? Fishing. Can The Great Canada Fishing Trip. The Great Canadian Fishing Trip. So the race got an extra light engine, and um, which is why it can move as fast as it can. Right, and that's why its uh, battle value is pretty much so low. Because I mean, standard engines give you a lot more battle value for survivability. Well, this mech, I think, in particular, is a unique. This mech is unique in that yes, it has an XL engine, but I personally feel that. In this mech chassis, the XL engine is absolutely worth it because you have oh, yeah. a 55-ton mech that is outrunning 50% of light mechs, where it is at the top scale of the medium weight range, and it can run down, and I mean run down, 50% of light mechs. And a kick from this thing, you know, at 11 points. For a light mech, you're going internal, most likely. Or ripping off a limb. Yeah. So we've got a few versions. We've got the TR-1, which we've just talked about. There's also the TR-2. Well, did you go over weapons for the TR-1? Yes. You did? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the large pulse, two medium pulse. And then the TR-2 replaces the large pulse with an extended range PPC. And followed up by the TR-3, which is apparently used by the word of Blake. Fucking Wobblies. Uh, ooh. Don't get me started. Did you strike a nerve? Don't get me started. Calling them out. <coughs> well, 
The bears don't like any of them either. So word of Blake uh, basically replaces the two medium pulse lasers with two ER mediums and an improved C3 computer. <laughs> you want to talk about a scary unit. <laughs> so, yeah. C3i with with a couple of those as the, as the front runners suck me sideways. That's not fun. Well, we saw a little bit of taste of that with the last event we had. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a level two of C3i, and it's it's brutal. And I don't think we got into too much of the nitty gritty because we started to headhunt and uh, to try and shorten the game up because we were getting a little long in the tooth there, anyways. But it was uh, not agreeable. And then there's a couple, there's a couple of uh, custom variants that uh, are thrown in a TR2 uh, X-ray for the Alexander custom. And it's thrown in a snub nose PPC, some ferrofibrous, two extended range mediums, twin partial wings. But apparently those were built by the clans. Wow. <laughs> Remember though too that that mech and the following, you know, the other variant that the Pocahontas, Pocahontas TR two dash. They are they are very much Solaris builds. Um, I, oh yeah, I don't the hatchet. I don't foresee. Definitely. I, I don't know how well they would do on a battle. Well, the mask would give you double well, double physical. Gives you no mask only gives no? you fourteen move. Well, and hopefully you don't. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, and hopefully you don't lock up your hips. <laughs> Yeah, that's my mistake. It would be the triple strength myomer, though. Yeah, and which it does not. That have. would give you. Yeah. No. No, I guess not. Anyway. Moving along. You sound so excited. Well, I'm just trying to keep track here. You kind of bounced all over the place. Well, we had to when they all kind of, they all kind of delved into each other. Yeah, that's true. How okay. are we doing on show notes? Almost wrapping it up, or? Yeah, we've got basically one in and shout outs. Nice. Alright, so here's a question for everyone. What is the Ill Clan, and who is it going to be coming up? Oh, time out. I keep hearing about this. Let's, let's take a no? step back. Do we know, you said, what is the Ill Clan? Well... Um, for those new to the game or for those that have been away for a little while, um, the clan invasion was all about the ill clan, right? The clan invasion right. was whoever, whichever clan took Terra became the ill clan, which would be the clan of clans um, for all of the clans, if you will. It's a lot of clan word of terminology in there. So... 3145, 3150 is the time frame, and that's where we're talking about, or uh, there's been discussion of a source book called Ill Clan that will be coming out, or there has been, um, it's basically been written, I don't know why it hasn't come out, but there's now talk that we're going to move the story forward, which will introduce the Ill Clan. And I think to your What's question, the title of the book, Ill Clan. <laughs> I there, 
they, I think I think the idea is that they've actually split it up. They're going to do Shattered Sphere, and I think later on they're going to publish Ill Clan or some other title that goes along with that. So, um, I think the book became too massive, and they broke it out. So, so that's what the Ill Clan is. Are we? Are, so, where were you going to go with this? We're going to take bets on who's going to who's going to be the Ill Clan. Yeah, I think it was everybody's kind of input on who they thought it was going to be. Oh, I'm talking. I'm going to go first because I want I want first say. I'm going to go Clan Wolf. <laughs> I'm going Clan Wolf. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you're looking at the past history with novels, you'll know that, you know, obviously Vlad would not agree with the, the truce and they didn't participate, so there's no possibility they quit fighting. So, well, you know, Vlad's no longer around, right? Um, Alaric Wolf is now the the leader well, of that the, faction, if you will. The idea and their theory and their process and their motivation, yeah. So they're going to continue that. So who's who's your vote? I'll go second. Oh, I was gonna... You're going to second. Oh, go it? ahead. Go ahead, Barons. You go. No, go ahead, Tommy. I was going to uh, steal Viper. Steal Viper is the Clan? I don't know. I was throwing something out there that's not Jade Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I can Oof. see that happening. They do have a, a pretty cutthroat group of people. Have you guys not been paying attention? No. Okay. Um... And, and what do you mean not paying attention? Okay. You mean like reading all the yeah. copious amounts yeah. of material? You guys are not aware of the War of Grieving, are you? Well, like you said, we don't have a whole lot of time on our hands. Fair enough. So it's can, can you update us on... Which... We're going to... I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, <laughs> Steel Vipers no longer. So... <laughs> So they can't be ill clan, I guess, is what I'm trying to nicely oh, tell well. you. <laughs> were they annihilated or assimilated? They were assimilated. Who got them? Basically, all of Clan Sphere at this point in time is under tore them apart. The Black Adders. Fine. <laughs> I'll go Jade Falcon. Pigeon. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Matt, I was, uh, I was gonna go along with the uh, seconding of the uh, wolf because that's what I was basing it off of. Of uh, yeah, they were never gonna give up because they uh, they didn't agree to the the stoppage. Aaron, Wolverine. Ooh, you haven't again. You haven't paid attention to the lore as of late either, have you? Yeah, well, you know, they thought they were gone, then they were back, then they were gone, then they were back. So you know what? They're coming back. So Nobody knows. So where's Kyle? So where's Kyle? Because he's probably not aware. Um, wasn't well, he? Isn't he a part of the his uh, remnants oh. of the Jaguars? His beloved Jaguars are not gone. <clears throat> right. Oh no he way! Knows. Don't well, don't tell knows. him that. They are not gone. He knows. He We've knows. talked about this. Okay. What? You didn't know that? Oh, oh my god. Oh, I've not been a part of this conversation. Oh my god, you guys are so far behind. 
I feel old. Well, that's okay. Uh, old, jokes on you, Aaron. We were talking about it when you were helping the kids. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Big fuck you guys then, too. I see. Take advantage of the guy while he's trying to put his kid fill down. Fill a bottle. Man. Oh, I'm not filling bottles anymore. <laughs> no, your bottle. No, he thought he thought there were spiders in his room, so I had a freaking. Did you kill them all? Kill them. Kill the fake spiders. That's right. I killed them good. What'd you use? I used a imaginary chainsaw. Ice <laughs> water. Should you use a laser? What What about your? Don't you have like a lightsaber? I do not have a lightsaber. I'm not that whoa, big of a nerd. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You, you're, an, you're an X-Wing guru. You have an X-Wing podcast, and you don't have a lightsaber. I don't. Some, someone, someone, someone sitting here, someone out in Timbuktu or Colorado, or even in in. in I do have Australia. a couple. Someone get this guy a lightsaber. I do have a couple of like uh, replica swords that belong to another certain somebody of, uh, the Lord of the Rings, but... Those are awesome, by the way. They are. Are those, still in, are those still in the old shop? They're still in the old shop. I'm planning on making a table out of them. So. Or displayed in the table, so. Cool. They'll, they'll look really pretty and nice. Okay. Alright, moving along. Shoutouts. Well, I think we already shouted out, right? We had, uh... Uh, we didn't shout out to OC, uh, OC uh, Games and Comics yet. No, we did not. Thank you for hosting the game they, last they weekend. They hosted our game. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Jesus. <laughs> oh, and thank you for uh, GMing. <laughs> no problem, man. I had fun. Tommy, thank you for not being there so I could try and win. Yep, no problem. I'll, uh, I'll, maybe I'll come back with a uh, C-cubed uh, lance or something. Tommy, I wish you were there just to see those dice. I mean... No, I, I'm good. I, I uh... It was... I've, it was unimaginable. I've seen Matt's wrath with, when he starts rolling really well, so... But they weren't Matt's. They, I mean... I don't, I don't even know how to explain Craig's dice. They were crazy. The, so the name makes no difference. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna shout, I'm gonna shout out to Craig. Um, I'm glad I sold you those ridiculous dice. <laughs> like I can't even blame him for waiting them. I sold him the dice. <laughs> and everybody's gonna want to buy some more of them now. I, I think so. Yes. Where'd you get those dice? Out of the fishbowl. No, where'd you? Oh, where did you I get them? Out of, you got them out of the fishbowl at Gen Con? No. I, no, no, I no, tell no. you I what, <laughs> that fishbowl is freaking awesome. I I pulled a 2D10 out and uh, rolled 100 right off the bat. Not too long ago. Really? Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah, I was there when you did that. Yeah. Never mind. That was pretty neat. You guys got to stop drinking so much. Oh, yeah. So much or so little? So fresh and so clean, clean? Well, that, so fresh so that was the night that nobody showed up on Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Han Solo night. Oh, I so want to do that. We knew better. 
Like, sorry, like, I was gone. Where is everybody? And they're like, what's playing tonight? And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I own a nerd store, and uh, there's like a huge nerd game going on, or nerd nerd movie tonight. So, um, that's my shout out. Who's next? Did you shout out to the fishbowl? Is that what you just shouted out to? <laughs> just want just to be clear. Oh, you, Craig. That's right. Okay. In a, in a half-assed way, yes. I shouted out at the fishbowl. Yeah, so, to, to reiterate, good job, Craig, on rolling some great dice. Oh, shit. Good job, fishbowl. And also putting up some decent strategy. We haven't seen some of that for a while. I want to bring out hover tanks. Bet you do. <laughs> if it's fast and pisses someone off, Tommy wants to use it. Well, they were fast. And they pissed me off. Uh, hover, <laughs> that's why they, hover that's tanks why they were the like first swamp. things to die. Checkmark. Yeah, uh, they died right away. Hover tanks, swamps, and landmines. Well, not right away. I had to try to kill them. But. And ooh. infantry. Infantry, forgot infantry. What about yeah. beef? Does anybody got some grade A beef? Ooh, well, I mean, I do. <laughs> you're not allowed. But I'm not. You're not allowed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into you're it. You're not allowed. <laughs> we'll we'll wait for the we'll fr wait for that episode like a while down the road. And a half it. bottle of scotch. No, because yep, that will just be worse. We'll <laughs> just we'll just build that one up for a while. Oh my. And then we'll let loose. All right. Gotta gotta tease is, everybody is that, a little bit. Is that gonna be like a six month, or is that gonna be like our one year anniversary? Let's go. Let's guys? try and go one sure. year anniversary on that one. Sure, we could do that. Let's push that. Yeah, one. Let's then, make it. A, let's push. The, let's make it a birthday. Let's wish. push that one out as far as we can. And then, and then we can officially end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, is that everybody? I think so. Oh. I'll, I'll shout out to uh, our buddy Dirks. Oh, yeah, Tommy in Colorado. So. Shout out to, uh, what was this What was this call sign? It was uh, Gideon? Yep. Charles. Shout out to Charles Gideon. We actually gave him a group of, uh, what was it a lance or a double lance of Avanti's Angels? We got him started, and he was... He was he was liking that, so he come down for this past Christmas for uh, I think it was an Alpha Strike game. Yeah. And uh, we put in your your Savage uh, Canyon water terrain, mm. and that was uh, quite epic. So. Nobody else has got hey, any beef. I got. I don't have beef, but I'm gonna throw you this get... out there. Um, I know we've talked about it personally within our with just a couple of people that we have here, but I would like to throw I'm out. Personal. I would like to throw out. Um, we're gonna be at Gen Con, and yes, uh, we've got basically our Friday is taken, and Saturday night we're doing Masters of Minions. Um, <clears throat> I would like to. Um, if at all possible, come up with some sort of scenario or come up with a point value 
and set up a time at Gen Con that, hey, we're going to get together at such and such a time at, at this place, whether we got a text or post it to the, to the, to the group, um, the Facebook group, when we can find location to do it. But um, <clears throat> I would like to get together and, and play at Gen Con. You know, if we've got people that are listening to the cast, they're going to be at Gen Con and, and want to throw some dice together and, and just play and don't be a dick. Um, I want to do that. So um, let us know, you know, reach out, say, hey, it sounds like a great idea. Um, you guys are crazy and high. Don't do that. Um, let, it, let us know. Um, <clears throat> one way or another, we're going to play. So there's my, I, I don't know if that's beef, but. More like a challenge. Right, I would say a that's a challenge. Friendly gesture. <laughs> From the cockpit. Slap in the face. There you go. There you go. So you're here to first. You're here to here first, there, folks. You need to uh, challenge Andrew in a uh, game. Well, all of us. Hell, let's set up a round robin. Do something. I'll bring. Ooh. I'll bring a. I can. I can put together a trophy and bring something. You want to take on a trinary? I don't want to take on your trainer. Why not? Because I, I don't want to embarrass you. No. Because they're beefy. <laughs> beefy. <laughs> Holy shit. They're beefy. Yeah, that's right. Alright. Wow. It's impressive. Um, so, as always, uh, as always, fans, uh, we want to thank you, the listeners. So, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. And if you want to contact us with questions, comments, uh, we can be we can be contacted at WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. That's WNRP at WolfStragoons.com. Or our Facebook or the Facebook page. And the Facebook page. And Facebook page. Join the Net Wolf or the Wolf Net Radio Podcast group on Facebook. Uh, that way you can get a hold of this whenever you want. Most of the time. That's scary. Scary. You get a hold of me. I'm on there all the time. So. The scariest part would be showing up when we're not ready. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, have a good night. I appreciate it, all the listeners out there, and uh, by all means, contact us. Shout out to uh, Seneca again and Neil for contacting us we need some more guys um let us know good night night letters see ya we got the wolf howling i I did it do we like it do we actually have a wolf no but somebody just did it it. i just did it all right i'm gonna stop recording stopping recording why? Okay, fine. More more work, huh? <laughs>